Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie. This is episode 46, and it is Friday, which means we are doing a 3 and 15 episode where I'm answering three of your best questions in 15 minutes or less, sometimes more. If you want to ask a question for one of these episodes, if you're dying to get my eyes and opinion on something you're dealing with, just go to birthworker.com slash ask. You're going to see the link in the show notes of this episode and submit your question because we love answering your questions. We literally take the questions that you submit and those are the questions that I answer here on the podcast. And so let's start with question number one. This is from Shay. And Shay says, what is your favorite type of long form content from a creator's standpoint versus a consumer's standpoint? Now, before I answer this question, I want to say I've done an entire episode on long form. What is long form content before? It's something that I teach inside the Birth Worker membership. Uh, I teach it inside Birth Worker Academy. And And what long-form content essentially is, is content that you're making week after week. It's a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, a YouTube show, potentially sometimes like an Instagram live. But what it is, is it's it's long-form content. It's longer than you can post on a TikTok or an Instagram grid post or story or, or whatever. And so... The question is, what is your favorite type of long-form content from a creator standpoint versus a consumer standpoint? So my favorite type of long-form content from a consumer standpoint, meaning like what do I personally like to consume? Podcasts by far. And so honestly, that's one of the reasons I chose a podcast. I, When I'm home, I am listening to a podcast every single day at least, and I have probably about five five to six, maybe seven podcasts that I listen to like every single episode they ever release. That's how I love listening to podcasts. Um, Also, I'm obsessed with business. (laughs) That's why I'm here. And so I basically listen to to business podcasts, Um, podcasts about marketing, about growing your business, um, about messaging, branding, that kind of stuff. Love it. So I wanted to mention though that like my favorite type of podcast from a consumer standpoint, super subjective, right? Like it's essentially like, what is my favorite podcast? Or sorry, what is my favorite content to to consume? That's not going to sit. I'm not that's I'm not saying that like objectively from everyone, right? I was just talking to Lillian. Lillian is his my new executive assistant. Super excited to uh, to have her on my team now. And I asked her last night, "Do you listen to podcasts?" And she's like, "Nope, I am not a podcast type of person." So that just goes to show that not everyone reads blogs, not everyone listens to podcasts, and not everyone watches YouTube. Me personally, I love podcasts. And then my favorite type of long form content from a uh, creator standpoint, from you know, as someone who's creating content, it's got to be the same for me. I love a podcast. I love creating a podcast. Now, again, this isn't saying that this is exactly what you should do. This is very subjective to my my personal thoughts. So the reason that I love a podcasting from a creator standpoint is I could do it at any time throughout the day. 
with YouTube, you essentially have to have great lighting. You have to be presentable in a lot of cases. You know, sometimes people are doing more vlog style, but I don't, I don't think I could see myself doing a vlog style YouTube channel where everything's just real and raw. Um, because honestly, my life is freaking boring. So that would not really be interesting for anyone, I don't think. Um, and so I didn't want to do a teaching, teaching YouTube channel because honestly, sometimes I'm only able to make content um, very quickly without any prep, without setting up anything, without putting on makeup or doing my hair, putting on clothes even. <laughs> and then sometimes I only have um, time to make content at night. So there's not, there's really not good lighting at all. Like it's pitch black in my house. And so that's why I don't do YouTube. Um, we create, in my business, we create this podcast, but we also turn the podcast into a blog. So it's not, it's not just the transcription of the podcast. Like we take the podcast, take the information and create a really, really phenomenal blog. And so that's another reason I love podcasting is because creating the blog is way easier if we are creating it from an audio recording, essentially. So we create this, I create this podcast, I record the audio. Shay is someone on my team and she actually takes the the audio and she turns it into a phenomenal blog post. And so if we were only creating a blog, that would just be like one type of content that we can create every week, right? But we are creating a podcast, which means very easily, we're actually creating a podcast and a blog. So we're doubling up on our long form content. So that's why I absolutely love podcasting. Um, it's fun for me. It's easy for me. I'm able to produce two episodes per week really fast. It only takes me a couple hours to to create those those episodes. And we've really streamlined like the back end of the podcasting, which is something that I promise I'm going to teach you guys soon. Um, uh, part of me hiring Lillian as my assistant is we're going to increase our capacity to deliver amazing courses, content, uh, workshops for for you, for our podcast listeners. So one of those uh, workshops that we're going to create is how to launch a podcast, how to create a podcast. We'll give you all my templates, everything I use in the back end, absolutely everything. And uh, super excited for that. I, I, I'm super, super, super excited. I can't even put into words how excited I am. All right, let's jump into question number two. So this is from Christine. And Christine says, what do you do to get back on track when you get totally derailed with life? Family stuff came up and now I'm behind on literally everything that I had planned for last week and the week before that. So what tips do you have for resetting and refocusing? So this is an amazing question, Christine, because this happens to everyone like often is where we, we have these weeks where either we are burnt out so we don't do anything or something comes up like maybe um for instance, you have to get surgery, right? Maybe you give birth. Maybe you have a bunch of birth clients in person back to back to back and you can't do any of the online business stuff that you wanted to do that week. So this this applies to like literally everybody listening. This applies to you listening right now. So what I do, Christine, when I am off track and I want to get back into business stuff is I do a huge to-do list. I, um, to be honest, I like throw out all my old ones that I missed and I create a new one from scratch and I just brain dump literally everything that I need to do or want to do. 
And then you look at that and you're like, okay, well, that's like really, <laughs> that's uh, hard to look at. I feel like I'm standing at the bo bottom of Mount Everest. And so what I then want you to do is actually um, put them into categories. And for instance, you could do this however feels authentic to you. But what I like to do is put them into a category of what makes me money and what's going to make me money and what doesn't make me money, but still needs to be done. Because there are things that of course, make you money, like putting together a landing page and checkout page for one-on-one -on -one birth coaching. That would make you money. So I would put that in the, this is the list that makes me money. And then something that doesn't make you money would potentially be like changing the, or updating the privacy policy, the disclaimer and the terms of service on your website. That does not make you money. And so when I'm getting back on track, I make this huge list and then I have my two separate lists, what makes me money, what doesn't. And then I put everything in order of the order I want to complete it. And then I start with a list that makes me money always because this is a business. We're not going to continue doing this if we are not making money. If we're just spending way too much money, it's not going to be sustainable. So I I want, Christine, I want you to focus on doing the things that make you money. So that could even be like posting on Instagram, right? Because Instagram is a way that we can drive clients to our website. Or maybe they're skipping our website. Maybe they're just DMing us and saying, I want to book you for a birth doula. I want to uh, buy your workshop. I want to take your childbirth education course. So in that list that makes you money, I would have things like creating pages on your website that directly lead to services, um, posting on Instagram, especially like with a call to action that leads to one of your offers. Um, and then in the list that doesn't make you money, that could be like, check your email, right? Because that's something that typically when we get off track, we're not checking our email. It could be like updating pages on your website that aren't super important, potentially like the about me page, which honestly is really, really important, but it's not a page that's going to make you a ton of money right off the bat. It could be like updating a freebie with your new brand colors. That's not going to make you money. So just get really clear on what your next tasks are going to be. And then when you do that, I think you'll be right back on track within the week. All right, we have one more question today. And this question is, I feel really led to provide scholarships for my birth doula services, but how do I make it work? Do we just use outside sponsors like for college scholarships? Do we just take the brunt and provide the service for free? What do we do? So there are a couple ways to offer scholarships. Um, one of the ways would be to essentially turn your business into a nonprofit or to create like a nonprofit section of your business. Um, that would be a way to do it where you could offer you could have sponsors essentially like the college scholarships and those people could donate to your business. It's a tax write-off for them and you can use that money to essentially provide support for free, give people uh, free doula services. Now, I didn't want to go through all of that and so I essentially told myself, I want to make enough money that I can give away things for free and it, it's still going to feel really good and I'm still going to be able to pay my bills and and I'm going to be happy giving away things for free because I make enough money. And so that's what I set out to do, essentially. And so the way I do it is 
let's just take like my online courses, for example. So um, I used to have a course called Autonomous Birth Academy. It was an online childbirth education course. We closed that down at the end of last year because we are going to take that and use the curriculum for that and give that away as part of our childbirth educator training program. So the people who join our childbirth educator training program are going to get like the complete license and access to use our curriculum in their own courses. They're going to be able to essentially take all of the courses and uh, resources that I've created over the past several years, put their branding on it, put their, uh, their brand colors, their logo, and essentially teach it like it's their own without having to go and actually create all that curriculum. So I used to have all these birth courses for moms. I used to have eight courses for moms. Um, we closed those all down to uh, build up this childbirth educator training program. So when I had Autonomous Birth Academy, every time I would open it, I would launch it. And essentially what I did is I said 25% of my sales is going to it's going to turn around and essentially sponsor other people to get in for free or or for discounted. It's going to go into this scholarship fund. So if I had let's say I had 10 people join or let's do a, a number that makes more sense. Let's say I had eight people join the program. I essentially said, okay, eight people joined. That means I'm going to let two more people in for free on a scholarship. Or let's say I made $8,000. Now I would say, okay, 25% of that. So $2,000 is going to go to this fund to offer scholarships to people. Now, I just want to say this is something that needs to be said. <laughs> sometimes when people aren't paying for something, if they're getting a scholarship, sometimes they actually like, they're not going all in. Like they're not actually going to show up like someone who paid thousands of dollars is going to show up. And I want to be clear that this isn't always like some of my best students, for instance, from uh, Birthworker Academy, um, our first couple cohorts, some of our best students are the students who received partial scholarships. So it's not always. But if I look at a big overview of all my students who ever receive scholarships, I'm not going to lie, there's a really large majority of people who like literally did not even like log into the course platform at all. So it's a really interesting thing that you should just be aware of. Um, I'm not saying this to say like don't offer scholarships, but I am saying this to maybe like tell you to put some boundaries about when and where and why you do offer scholarships. And so a really easy way to do scholarships is just at the very bottom of your website pages, like in the footer. Let's say you have a page for your birth doula services, or you have a page for your online childbirth education course. At the very bottom in the footer, put a little button that says scholarship and link it to an Airtable form. Airtable is like uh, Google Sheets on steroids. It's phenomenal. It's free. Uh, go to birthworker.com slash Airtable and get your, your free account. Um, we use it everywhere in our business. And remember when I told you that we're really good at planning our podcast and doing like backend organization for our podcast, that is also all in Airtable. So everything that we organize in our business is pretty much in Airtable. Um, you're not going to regret it, especially because it's free. <laughs> so what I would do is create a scholarship application form on Airtable, and I would have them put things like their name, their email, their phone number, what um, offer they're they're hoping to get a scholarship for, and then little things like maybe uh, why do you need this scholarship, or how is the scholarship going to change your life, or are you 100% determined to show up 
as much as you can. And do you need a full scholarship or do you need a partial scholarship? Like how much of a scholarship would let allow you to actually join this program? And that last question is one of my favorites. Like how much of a scholarship would allow you to join this program uh, and be okay financially? Because honestly, most of the time, the answer is not 100% scholarship. Let's say I have a, a program that costs $2,000. Um, maybe someone says they just need a $1,000 scholarship and then they'll join. And that's a really awesome question because that actually allows me to give people the scholarships that they actually need. And that way I actually still have more money in my scholarship fund to give to the next person. So when I started asking, asking that question and doing partial scholarships and full scholarships and, and all in between, that's when I actually was able to offer scholarships for way more people. And again, I can do this because I've set up my business in a way to make enough money so I can offer scholarships for free, partial, full, anything essentially. And I've just put boundaries around it around it to make it still feel an integrity for me and still be able to support those those women who need that extra financial support because that was me at one point too and um I there's no reason that I don't use the privilege I have from having a very successful business and and turn around and and help women with that so something I'm really really proud of doing really happy that that's something that we offer um for the majority of our programs not for all of them but for the majority of them um yeah, it feels really good. So if you have any questions about about setting up your, your scholarships, um, if you have any questions about getting back on track when you've been derailed or even questions about long form content, I would absolutely love to see you inside the Birthworker membership. So the Birthworker membership is where you essentially get access to me. We do live coaching sessions on Zoom. You have the community that you can ask questions to. You can tag me in the group and get your question answered. So it's just a really fun space filled with other birth workers who want to take their business full time, who want to make a full time income while staying home with their kids, who want to potentially retire their partner in the future so they can stay home. So if that is you, if you have a huge dream like making a childbirth education course, like creating a phenomenal website and booking yourself out in person and becoming like a go-to leader in the birth community worldwide, then you belong in the Birth Worker membership. Now, I wanted to tell you too that we have a VIP option. I call it my VIP mastermind. And not only do you get access to everything that's inside the Birthworker membership, but you actually get weekly small group coaching sessions with me. So we actually have two spots open for the VIP mastermind. It is a 12-month program. It is just $250 per month. And you, again, you get me every single week, week after week on Wednesday nights. We meet Wednesday nights, Eastern time, uh, eight o'clock Eastern. And it's a, a group of, of a small group of women. So there's never more than 10 people right now. Right now we're capping it at 10 people. And so if you are like 100% ready to take this business full time. If you're already making some money from in-person clients and you just really want to get your online stuff set up. So if you want to optimize your website and your freebies, and if you want to create 
passive online courses that you can sell at any point, then our VIP mastermind is 1000% the place for you. If you're interested in joining the Birth Rigger membership or the VIP mastermind, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. Let me know and we can chat a little bit about what success might look like for you inside of our programs. All right. I will see you right back here next week.